0: they did a podcast together and they were so transparent. They talked about their journeys of being parents of child, children with disabilities, with autism specifically. And then just, you know, why they're on this journey? Why, why was it them put on that, that journey specifically, and even just being women of color and being afraid to speak up. But, during this podcast, it was their, their time to be able to speak up and share their story and share their journey and know that as women or people of color that have children with disabilities, that you don't have to keep this hidden, your feelings, your you know, child with a disability, what you're going through, your experiences. And that you should get out and talk to other people. And it's so important to have a community of people to support you along this journey or to even just be able to talk to um, on this journey that can understand what you are going through and kind of help you and guide you through this. Mm -hmm.
1: It was a really good um, podcast. You know, you sent it to me. And um, I listened to it and I was just really like, wow, that is, you know, awesome that they were just so transparent and they were able to discuss those things. And then it just made me realize, like, wow, I can relate to this. This was this was eye opening because sometimes you're scared. I don't want to I don't know if scared is the right word, but you are you don't want to you know dwell on it or you're just like you know well you should be grateful you should be happy and then sometimes you know you hold in those true emotions that you you know you do have those moments where you're like uh did I do something wrong you know um punishment and when you talk like that people will be like your child's not a punishment, your child's a blessing. And I understand that, you know, not saying my child's a punishment, but those are still natural thoughts that go through your mind, you know. Um, My biggest thing, you know, is like, when am I gonna be able to take my son to a water park? While it seems so little or anything, you know, just like, really, that's what you're, you should just be happy he's here. And I am, but some you know you still get in those moments where you want to experience what other families are able to experience. So thank you for sharing that. It was, the podcast it was it was very it was very good to just be yeah. able to listen to other women, especially um, you know black women, speak on those topics.
0: Yeah, and even you know like you saying people are saying you should be grateful, or they're a blessing. Or even you have the people that are like, oh, my gosh, you know, God would not have put or given you this child if they didn't know that you couldn't handle it. And but we are human. Like you said, we have feelings and it might look like it's easy or it might look like, yes, God gave it to me because he felt like I could handle it. But there's days when I cannot handle it. And I was given it and I learned how to fight and learn how to handle it because that's what I had to do or that's what I chose to do. That's the path that I chose to go down. So, you know, it was not necessarily that, you know, he gave me my child or put me in this situation because he felt like that's what I could handle. It was maybe a lesson to help me learn different things. But still, you know, I I learned how to handle it, and I chose to handle it. Um, so, you know, those are things that we think about too. And then, just even, they were talking about lessons that we learn from having a child with a disability, and it, you know, helps us learn more about ourselves. It brings out things that we didn't even know we were capable of doing or maybe what our true path was maybe even supposed to, to be, uh, you know, when we, we had our child or, you know, children with a disability because I know that she was saying it made her like a warrior Mm -hmm. having a child with a disability and going through all the things that she had to go through fighting for her child's rights and the IEP and, and things like that. So I think I can attest and say that as a parent with a child with a disability, that it has definitely made a lot of us warriors and learn how to fight, learn how to stand up and use our voice. And, you know, she also said too, that it was like, God was like, your child doesn't have a voice. They're nonverbal, but you have a voice oh, right. and you can talk, you can speak up mm-hmm. and So that is what you need to use your voice for. You need to be heard. You need to be seen. And you need to speak up for your child. And I really, I really agreed with that. And I was like, oh my gosh. And, you know, that's why we do this and have the podcast because we are speaking up for parents and caregivers that have children with disabilities. Because a lot of our children are nonverbal and even if they are verbal, you know, they may not be able to articulate what they are feeling or what, you know, their thoughts are and things like that. So, as their parent, it's then our responsibility to speak up for our child and pave the way for the next generation or what have you that is going to come after we're no longer here anymore or our children are older.
1: Her wig. and another thing that she really that really just made me be like wow um is when she talked about she prayed for this baby her child and that is where I really like related to her because when I found out I was pregnant with Lorenzo I was like 33 34 already had two traumatic losses um deliveries and stuff and I prayed like I was like God you know I want to be a mom like I want to be a mom and so when all of that happened I was like okay I'm a mom but this is I didn't this is not how I pictured me being a mom, um, you know, missing out on the breastfeeding, missing out, like just different things, not holding Lorenzo until he was almost two months old. And then it was like maybe a 30 minute hold and putting him back in the incubator. All that kind of stuff, you know, I didn't see. And I would just, I remember just sitting by his um bedside and while he was real little in the incubator. And I would just be reading the Bible because I was just like, hey, okay, what is going on? This is what's about to happen. And I remember just every, you know, the doctors having the reports of, oh, he's probably not going to make it past eight months. Oh, he's probably not going to make it past two years. We're going to go ahead and get hospice for you to talk to and everything like that. And I would just be like, all right, God, wait a minute now. (laughs) Let me and you have a conversation because this is not... I prayed what so I had to like question like what did I do wrong what did I do wrong and you know everyone in the hospital the nurses and stuff who have their typical children at home are saying you know well God wouldn't put on you more than you can handle and I'm like you don't even know me how do you know what I can handle like you know so I'm just like at that point I was kind of like negative um and then I had to embrace it and um manage it and make it look fierce and fabulous of course um but i just understood that it was this was my way of life um and it did it made me strong it made me well, stronger i will say made me very vocal um i've always been one not to really bite my tongue but maybe i will go to bat for him um i mean <laughs> It doesn't matter. Like I'm going to be his voice. And I kind of like, you know, I had a voice, but certain things I would just let go. This I won't let go. That's my child. He can't tell me what's going on. So I'm his voice. I'm his eyes. I, I'm his advocate. Um, and then it switched what interest industry I was in, I, I I love marketing communications and stuff. And now I'm in the healthcare industry. Um, I sat at his bedside for 11 months straight going to therapies, you know, a month after he's been home three to four times, I was just in that world. And then when I did go back to work, um, he was born in 2017. I went back to work in 2019, I went straight into medical and I'm I'm still there to this day. I'm back in school to get more, um, you know, to have knowledge as well. So I can really have an understanding of what goes on in the healthcare system to use my voice to help i'm on the adult side so to help um special need when they get to adults and stuff but yeah that it, it made me question like i but i didn't. i prayed to make a change in the world and to be able to do that through my son is you know it's a it's a blessing but yeah sometimes i would be like god ah, what was you thinking you know mm-hmm. why what what's going on and i had to sit down and just be like this is what he wanted me to do. Why not me? You know, have that faith. She spoke about that, you know, seed, mustard seed faith. Just really believing that everything, okay, I got this. I got this. At times it feels like, whoo, it yeah. is getting, you know, tough. And I think that's why it's important to have a community, um, a safe place to find resources, connect with other moms and stuff.
0: But Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, sometimes the 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 lessons that we learn, good or bad, we're, you know, most of the time able to get up from that and be able to make even greater progress than where we were before and just become a better version of ourselves because of those lessons that we are being put through uh you know by God and I know sometimes also too I, I get so caught up in just taking care of you know Ayana and by the time I I start taking care of my typical children sometimes I feel like I'm like did I neglect them? Like am I missing something? Like, what am am I putting too much responsibility on my typical child? And, you know, does it seem like I'm spending more time with my child with a a disability and learning, just learning how to balance the two? It, It can be hard sometimes. And I know I'm like, by the time I get to dealing with something with my typical child, Uh, I think I'm like, my feet are just going and I don't know how to just put a stop Mm -hmm. to what I'm doing. I'm so used to like speaking up, advocating and, you know, expressing my needs and wants for my child with a disability. So when it comes to my child, that's typical and he might have things going on in school or whatever. I'm like, did I, did I do too much? Did I come off? Am I coming off the wrong way? Am I fully understanding this because okay. i'm just i'm just going head first because oh. i feel like that's what i'm used to doing and sometimes it's hard to like just take off those blinders and and sit back and look at the situation and realize what's going on what is the the root cause and am i really doing my part because i've been focusing so much on caring for my child with a disability and standing up for my child with a disability. So, you know, sometimes this is hard to differentiate the two and separate them and, and know
1: that I never thought about it that way, but that, yeah, that's a good point. I never, like that, but that's yeah. true because you're so you, you're used to advocating for Ayana that your yeah. other kids, you're just like, I let's go. And yeah, wow, I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I do say I remember one time you took to your son for pizza, and I remember I thought it was so cute. I think I saw it on social media, and I think it was like during his spring break and stuff. And you like took that time to just have that one-on-one with him and make sure he knew. And I think that, that, that right there speaks volumes. Cause it's like, you know, you, you're, you're realizing it, what you're juggling and stuff and to actually, cause some people would just be like, well, you know, you have your sister, she needs this, she needs this, you know, mm-hmm. but you actually acknowledge and like respect, you know, his feelings and emotions. I think that is awesome.
0: Yeah. And while we're also learning these lessons, our children are learning Mm -hmm. lessons also. And so taking the time to sit down and talk with them about what is it that they have learned or they feel like they're learning or have experienced because they have a, um, a sibling with a disability, like trying to figure out what have been the pros and cons to having a sibling with a disability because they have feelings too. And, you know, just because we, as their parent have learned to, you know, be on this path and fight and, you know, do whatever we need to do to help our child with a disability. That doesn't mean that that child, they're not ready for all of that and everything that comes with it. And that's not their responsibility either. And so they still want to be a child and enjoy their childhood. And so, Learning again to separate the two and making sure that you know what your child is going through, and also getting them to, you know, interact with you more and engage with you more in conversation about what they feel like they have learned or what they could learn. Because I also too want to be able to raise a child that is able to be uh, emphasize empathy, have empathy, and Um, you know, care and concern for other people with disabilities when they are out on their own or when they're out with their friends or peers and learn how to talk to them, learn how to handle situations, um, you know, when there's people that are not like them and they're alone by themselves dealing with different situations. So, understanding where they are coming from and what they have learned and what they what they might need help with is also important too because you know now that you that like now that we have a family and you know there's just more than Ayana all, the kids are going to be learning things too and it affects everybody in the household and not just me as an individual so you know Taking in everybody's opinions and thoughts and feelings is so important along these lessons that are being taught or the journey that you you know that we've been put down because we have a child or a sibling with a disability is very important to include everybody in the household and their their feelings. Right, right.
1: And I think it's just important to, you know, have those moments, but not sit in them. Um, yeah. Because we are human and, you know, we're going to, you know, question different things. And sometimes it's hard to um, move forward when you sit in that moment for too long Um mm-hmm. You know, I I always say this this is not for the week. It is definitely an up and down roller coaster um, because, I mean, at the moment you feel like, oh, we got it together. Boom, something else happens. And it's not even like when life things happen. You know, I feel and I'm sure typical parents not taking anything away when you guys, you know, life happens to Adults all the time. But when I feel like sometimes when it's like life happens, when you are a parent of a child with a disability, it hits you hard because you can't just get up and say, okay, I'm going to go do this, do this, do that. I'm going to leave, you know, my child with, hey, can you watch them for a minute or just everything is kind of planned. Do they know how to, with my situation, do they know how to change a trait? If the G tube feeding, you know, different things like that, watching him, um, to make sure he's not getting into things. Is your house safe for me to leave him? So those are all the things. And that's when I'm like, okay, you know, God, like, can I have a minute of normalcy? Like, can we just be smooth sailing for a little bit? Um, So, you know, sometimes even, like, you know, I said, I prayed for this. I prayed to be a mom. Um, This is not, you know, I have all my friends from high school. You know, I didn't have the maternity shoot because I didn't make it pregnant that long. I didn't even have a baby bump. Um, So all the different things I see people are able to experience, I would question and be like, all right, God, what's going on, you know? And I'm sure sometimes... um, because they were even starting a support group for grandparents. Because I'm sure sometimes my mom is like, you know, hey, you know, what, like, what is going, why, you know, why my child and stuff like that. But I have learned seven years and now you're in a lot longer than me um, to embrace it and make the best. And I just really think it's just been, you know, my relationship with God has really gotten closer. And then also changing my circle of friends um being okay with meeting meeting people because you know I was the time I had Lorenzo I was 33 no new friends you know bestie every you know that's what it was going to be but then I had to get people that understood Mm -hmm. understand where I'm at what I'm dealing with um you know just last night we're in the parking lot of Wolfson's, you know, exchanging supplies and getting formula, giving, you know, just different things. I can't do that with my, so I had to step out of my comfort zone. I had to step out of, you know, my, my, my circle, that's my safety net. They know me. I don't, you know, they understand me. But once I had Lorenzo and really start stepping into the whole special needs world, you know, I changed too. There's different things. I can't just pick up and go out to eat or go to, you know, cause I was scared of germs and the looks and just, you know, everything. So it'd be like, all right, but now I can, you know, talk to other moms with special needs. Either. and they're like girl we're not going either we're at the ho-. you know so I don't feel uh-huh. as like the what is it the most miss out on stuff and everything so that was important but I, I've I've come I feel like I've come a long way to my temper is not as bad um I'm patient I um I don't what they say pop off as easy now um I approach things a lot differently because you can't pop off at the doctor. You're going to have to see in two weeks, you know. So um, I, I conduct myself very different. I think being a special needs parent has made me grow into a better woman, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. And, you know, just also seeing that social media is so big and everything right now sometimes it can be hard to grow into that person or be get comfortable in the skin that you are you know in or placed in because of things that we see on social media every day and you know how can you not question still continue to question like why why do I have to be in this situation? why can't like seeing all of that on social media it still can make people uncomfortable or have you questioning things but i mean we're human and i feel like we're we're going to always still question why we were put in this situation or given certain circumstances but it's the not necessarily the effort but like what can you take from that that is going to help you build from where you are in your situation rather than what being concerned with what other people are doing with their situations, Mm -hmm. I think is the most important thing um, to take from that. And, you know, even then maybe sometimes you need to take a break, um, because being on social media can make you very, very vulnerable, because of the the things that you are seeing and knowing that you you know aren't able to do a lot of the things that you may see on social media. Um, but maybe I, even start looking for some social media uh, people that are showing things that you can do, mm-hmm. you know, for yourself, for your family, with your kids that do have a disability, because. There's just so much more content out there too now. So, like, you had to change your circle of friends, change what you're looking at on social media, mm-hmm. and see, you know, how it can help you develop and grow as an individual and help your family.
1: That's what I definitely had to do. Um, I take I take breaks from social media. I, I ghost, and I used to be because marketing on social media constantly. And I had to realize, you know, what it was taken from me and my son. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'll get off social media for a good six to eight weeks and really focus on life itself. Like what do they say, smell the roses? You know, focus on what's in front of me. Um, Because too, as a special needs parent, you're planning, but scared to plan. So, seeing people, you know, plan this and do this and do that, you, you're you like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that. So, and then you'll see the pictures and you're like, dang, we could have went. You're healthy. We're not in the hospital. I should have took that chance. You know, so it's a lot of that. So, um It was funny because I was watching um, a sermon the other day and it basically said, you know, change your algorithm, change what you see. You can control what you see. So um, I definitely, you know, start following more um, parents. And what I love seeing, you know, TikTok is um, my go to. Sometimes I do like recipes or fashion, but I follow more parents with special needs children. Mm -hmm. I get ideas of arts and crafts we can do at the house that are easy simple mostly me doing it but you know um things that we can enjoy and then suggestions on going different places how you can go or different locations and stuff like that and traveling so that does help but um I did have to like I think since I've 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 had a couple of breaks from social media due to not letting it over consume me when I see like the boy moms doing this and doing that I'm like yeah I'm not gonna be doing that so you know it's just it's it I, I've learned I, I like I like like I said I'm still human I still have my questions I still you know I try to be as positive um you know I say my affirmations I am very thankful I don't want that to get twisted you know um thankful grateful but um yeah, sometimes I'll be like, you know, just that. And, and she talked about that in the podcast. Something you prayed for and it comes, you know. But they yeah. say when you pray, you never know how it's going to be delivered. So this is, this is my prayer. And um, when people say, "Oh, well, you you were meant for this," because I am like a type A personality, very, you know, anal. I got three notebooks, lists, calendar. Um, so I was like, well, maybe I, you know, maybe I was built for this. Maybe God knew, like, hey, you're going to get him to his therapies. You're going to make sure he's at his appointments. And I'm not selfish. I mean, I'll go without to make sure my son has. So, you know, some weeks I only work 20 hours a week to make sure he's where he needs to be at whatever therapy, even though they might say, oh, he doesn't need therapy. No, we're going to keep we're going to keep going. I'm I'm fine. Yeah. You know, I have the strength. I can pull it because I have doctors say, oh, well, maybe, you know, no, I'm, I'm going to keep going. And I just look at it like if he was involved in extracurricular activities, I'd be running myself racket anyway. So I try yeah. to kind of play with it that way.
0: And even, too, like uh, Sarah Love Style was saying, too, we're not in control. Like, we might think we were in control even when, you know, we're praying for this child and we might think we're in control of knowing what we're going to get and what we're going to do when we have the child and plan all these things. But, no, we're not in control. We are not in control. And our and- pregnancy <laughs> was horrible, like,
1: she thought the baby had down syndrome and then yeah, and she thought it was a girl
0: and it yeah. ended up being a boy. So mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> it was just all crazy, but um, yeah, like she was saying, we're not in control. So things that we, you know, wish for or aspire to do or think are going to happen or um, just like you were saying, you wanted to go to an event, um, but you weren't sure if, if um, Lorenzo was going to be well or not, like we're not in control of that situation. We didn't go at that time because we didn't. You didn't know what his, you know, health was going to be like, and we're not in control. But you know, you found a way to kind of try to control the situation by just not going or planning to go to it because you were thinking about his health. But you know, still at the end of the day whether, you know, you missed it or not, you were in control of what his health was exactly or specifically going to be at that time when the event was going to happen. So, you know, just always knowing we're not in control. There's a plan. It's okay if you're not in control. That doesn't mean that, you know, things are not going to work in your favor because you are in control. You know, maybe God is trying to tell you something different that's why he hasn't put you in control of your ship because he has something else planned for you and I have learned to just let go with the flow
1: when I say certain things I'd be like oh I mean I used to be so anal I wouldn't write in my calendar before Lorenzo with a pen, I would only do a pencil, because I was like, if I have to erase it, I still want it to look neat, don't want to the now I'm like, pen, oh, we are not going cross it out, it is what it is, oh well, like, so I think God, you know kind of, yes, I'm good, because I'm organized, and He's gonna be at his appointments and all this stuff, but also, I'm like, oh if we not able to make it, it's, it is what it is, like, I'm nice. not just, oh my god, I gotta be here, I gotta do this I gotta do that, so I think he kind of, you know calmed that down, and then I also think, I've so, when I was little, I was like into politics, and I used to always say, "I'm gonna change the world you know i I love women's rights, um you know, empowering women and stuff like that, but I too think sometimes where God placed this me in this little area um I think it's just to really just go ahead and make a difference um." You know, I see so many things that I want to change for special needs um, families, Um, you know, transportation, getting back and forth to appointments as adults, just different things that I see. And I just know that my son is going to bring, continue to bring greatness out of me and give me that drive. Um, When I got my job where I was at, where I'm at now, i didn't realize i was going to be working with not a lot but i do work with a special needs population um because i do interventional radiology so hearing the stories talking to the parents having that extra patience on the phone having that understanding where they have to call transportation and get a wheelchair van to get you know having that empathy and understanding i think you know god placed me there but when I applied for this, I didn't know that's what I was going to be doing. And it then Mm -hmm. just even opened my eyes up more to, okay, I, I, we, we, we deal with things in peds, but the adults, okay, this, this, this might be my little, you know, niche or whatever to really make a difference. And I think that is, um, you know, I'm just learning more and more about the adult world and I'm enjoying it. And, um, I, I don't know. Sometimes I just be like, all right, God, I don't know what you have planned, yeah. but okay, we're gonna, we're just gonna go with it. We're, we're, we're gonna go with it. And to know that my son is healthy, clean, um, has a place to, you know, just all those things. Yeah. I'm just like, you know, I'm grateful. I am.
0: But even besides that, with you saying, when you, applied for the job or got the job, you didn't know that was what you were going to be doing or ended up, you know, ending up doing. Mm -hmm. I always say, I feel like when I talk to people and they ask me what I do or what I like to do and I'm like, you know what, I just feel like every time I try to run away from doing stuff with (laughs) special (laughs) needs it's like, I just get pulled right back into the same place of doing something that pertains to yep. dealing with children with special needs, with a disability mm-hmm. or what have you. I'm like, I have tried to run away from it several times. <laughs> and, I just, and I just keep getting pulled back in. So I, I <laughs> don't understand
1: that that's how i feel because i was like i when i was like wow you know i got the first job in the medical field i was like okay this is fine i was like okay i'm not i don't want to do this um you know and then it just kept every job after that because you know the first three years of working was kind of like oh crazy because we were in and out the hospital and all this stuff um But I just continue to, and I love where I'm at now. And I love what I do. I love our patients. Um, And then I just know, too, like, the friends I'm making from Lorenzo's world, their parents and stuff, eventually their kids are going to be adults. And beware, you know, coming through our doors as well. So it's like I want to make sure Everything is good for when they get here. Um, and I, I don't know. It's just, it's amazing. It—it it, it is. And when I see, like, all the strength people have, like, just last, I think it was last Wednesday, you know, we were at the hospital. We were going to stay overnight. We were supposed to get the trach out. All this was supposed to go on. Mm-hmm. And um, we didn't get it out. And we found out we're going to need surgery. So, of course, you know, it's like, God, really? I thought we were done with the choice right. I thought we right. were getting it out. But I just had to remember um, Lorenzo was happy the whole time. He, you know, didn't realize what was going on. He was just like, I want to see the doctor. They, you know, they make him laugh and do all the stuff. So he didn't he didn't understand it. That's, you know, we as adults were more excited. Um, And I I questioned, I asked God, like, what is like, I've been, we had a trach for six years now. I could have sworn, you know, and I had to remember, like, when Lorenzo was small, little in the hospital, another prayer, I said, God, just show me kind of like, what's going to go on, put people in our pathway that's going to be able to tell me and the first time I sat down with his ENT doctor who is still his ENT doctor to this day she said you know kiddos like Lorenzo they usually don't get their traits out till about seven or eight and I looked at her and I was like trouble whatever so when we had this conversation last Wednesday I just looked at her and I said you know what you told me this already so even though I had my moment of questioning like what's going on I just picked up her I just looked at her and said so we don't have to stay tonight right like we're going home he went back he went to school the next day um we hung out with um my mom and of course I you know went off my diet and had me a nice pizza but um just to you know Sulk in my moments, right there. Okay. But I, I just had to remember, like I had my question, like, ah, what are we doing? What are we doing? And then she came in and we had that talk, um, like, hey, remember we? You know, I we talked about this. I was like, you know what? You're right. You did tell me that. So I don't know now. I don't know. Like I'll question, why didn't we get it taken out? And then I'm just more like, hmm, why are we keeping it in? You know what? What more do you want us to get out of him having the trach? Is it understanding what's going on with the trach supplies and being that voice for other parents like I I just don't know but I'm kind of looking at things like that as well like okay so what are we doing with this because I know he's just not having the trach for just to have it I mean for health reasons of course but Mm -hmm. when we're talking about on the spiritual side like yeah, what are we doing
0: yeah and you know overall I you know, think after listening to the podcast and listening to uh, their testimonies, their stories, and, you know, reflecting on my my journey, our, you know, my story and just us in general as parents of children with disabilities. Um, you know, we are we are we're not in control we were we were placed or given this situation for a reason and to to learn lessons and to develop and grow and i don't think that i would be here trying to help other parents standing up for Family standing up for my own child, learning more about the world of disabilities, um, trying to start a nonprofit for families with disabilities, trying to do community outreach. If I was not placed on this path, I am such a uh, introvert. So me even speaking and talking to other people or talking on this platform is not something I would typically or normally do because it's out of my comfort zone. But like um, Sarah was saying, my child is nonverbal. I'm not nonverbal. This is my time. This is when I'm supposed to use my voice to speak up and say what needs to be heard and do what needs to be done. right? And so, you know, I'm I'm thankful for the path that I am being placed on because it has helped build me and grow me into a stronger person and be, I have been able to build more relationships and meet new people and do things that I would have never normally done because it would have been out of my comfort zone. Right. And, um, you know, there has just been so much more positive mm-hmm. that has, you know, came out of this, you know, circumstance or situation that I have been placed in in and I'm I'm thankful for that because again I mean I I feel like I've become a a better person and a a stronger person
1: and I love I wrote it down um she said it was like at the beginning of the podcast talking about um like what was her favorite quote I believe Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and she made she said um the areas you stress in the most is the areas you least trust God in and that really stuck with me today like i was like wow like i said i wrote it down cuz i really just even applying it to like lorenzo's health and stuff but just applying it to life in general um mm-hmm. you know they're they're like you said we're not in control like You have to have, she was saying, you know, that faith of a mustard seed. You don't even have that. What are you doing? You know, Um, and in this, you know, whatever your beliefs are and stuff like that, um, you know, that's up to you and stuff. But it was just really eye opening to hear that. And it stuck with me because that's so true. Like, we'll sit there and like you said, we're not in control. We're just worrying, worrying, worrying. And wow. we've made it this far, you know, and I don't know about you, but there's sometimes when like well, no, you did say that you thought, you know, you couldn't make it and you learned how to manage through it and stuff like that. And it's just really having that faith and trusting him in those areas. Um and when she said that I was like, Wow, that is so true. Like, yeah, like I I, I should I should be trusting you, you know. Um, And does it get hard? I mean, that's life in itself. We're all going to have challenges, but that makes our testimonies even better, you know?
0: Yeah. And that's where we have to give it to God and let him do the work. Yeah. Because that is what he is here for. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that that's all that we can do at a certain point, um, you know, with things that we may be struggling with or going through. So um, if you guys have the chance to go on uh, YouTube and listen to Megan Ashley's podcast with Ashley Love Style. Um, I mean, I think that it was it was just a very um, t- touching, transparent um informational, just everything. Um, If you go and have the chance to listen to that, then then you should, uh, especially if you are a parent of a child with a disability. I, I think it will give you a little insight on what you may be dealing with or are unsure of what you are exactly dealing with and how you can go about trying to learn how to handle what you're dealing with at this time um, so yeah. if you have the chance go on there and listen to that podcast um, and did you have anything else no I think that was
1: great yeah. you know comment let us know when you know you were questioning yourself share those moments we're here for you guys
0: yeah And uh, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in to another episode of Two Moms and Some Labels. Until (laughs) next time, we will see you guys. Bye.